Hello. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's day one of the Dream Napkin Devotion Series. Really excited that you're listening to this, and I hope you're with us for all 21 days. Um, this is part of the Dream Napkin Teaching Series we're doing as a church throughout the month, the month of August. And really, big picture, it's about our 10-year anniversary uh, under the current leadership of the church. The idea of this month is just to get you to dream more, believe for more, live for more. And so we wanted to come every day, every morning, uh, or whenever you're listening in the, in, during the day, whether you're running at the gym or uh, in the car, or maybe you're just sitting at your office, but you're listening to this, we just wanted to give you a daily dose of encouragement and inspiration, all right? And, and one of the things I'm excited about for these podcasts is that every day I'm going to have somebody from our team, from our staff, join us. And so today, uh, to kick it off right, bat and lead off, is the campus pastor from South Louisville, Mr. Joe Strothman's in the house today. We are in the house. We are ready. All right, so let's do this. Day one, Dream Napkin Devotion. Come on. Our verse for today is Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 29, 11 is one of the most quoted verses in the Bible. You probably have a coffee mug or a calendar somewhere around you with it on there. And it's easy to understand why. Who doesn't love a Bible verse about God's great plan for your life? There are so many encouraging truths in, in this short Bible verse. Let me just throw a couple at you. God has a plan. That's one. That's good. Um, number two, God knows the plan. That's, it's good to know God knows the plan. Number three, what about this? God's plan is a good plan. Those are all great truths, but it's still not the best part about Jeremiah 29, 11. The best part is the word you. Y-O-U, you. What a powerful word. It's only three letters, but it makes all the difference because God doesn't just have a plan. He has a plan for you. So I have this neighbor, all right, and he takes really great pride in his lawn and his landscaping. His grass is green and perfectly mown. You know who I'm talking about, the kind of guy, like the alternating mow lines in it. I mean, it's just, it's, it looks like Wrigley Field out there. It's unbelievable. And so every day when I pull into my neighborhood and I look at his yard, I think to myself, man, I would love to have a yard like that. Every day, I see it. It's amazing. And after living across the street from this guy and staring at his perfect lawn for five years, do you know what I have never done? Never. I've never improved my lawn. It's as if I think somehow my yard will just magically improve by staring at his. Like somehow just having the desire to have a better yard will make my yard better, but it won't. Instead of using binoculars, which I don't actually use binoculars, that would be kind of creepy, but go with me on the metaphor here. Instead of using binoculars to look across the street, what I need to do is grab a hose and some weed killer and get to work. God has a custom-made dream just for you, and it's really important you believe that's true. But it's easy to miss God's dream because you're not looking for it. You may think you're looking for it, but in reality... You're spending most of your time looking at everyone else's life and wishing that God's plan for your life was, well, God's plan for their life was God's plan for your life. 
And one of the ways we do this is just scrolling through social media. It gives you this misleading idea of what someone else's life is like. And, and you've probably heard this before, but you compare their highlights to your bloopers. And it can cause you to wonder why your marriage, family, job, vacations, and hobbies aren't as good as everyone else's. But when you feel those voices of insecurity, jealousy, and doubt begin to creep into your mind, remember that God has a plan just for you. And he says that his plan is a good plan. So instead of grabbing binoculars and watching everyone else's dream, or maybe instead of grabbing your phone and scrolling through everyone else's life, grab a hose and work what you've got because the grass is greener where you water it. So Joe, I want you to jump in right here. Why do you think it's so easy for us to spend so much time looking at, studying, comparing, being jealous of other people's lives instead of working on our own life? Well, I think one thing that you can get caught up in is you see the finished product or what you assume the finished product is for people. And it's so easy to compare where they're at to where you are. And you don't understand maybe how much work it's taken them. Or if you see how much, say, further ahead they are in financially or their house or even their yard, and you see where you're at, you can, you can get so caught up on how much work it's going to take you to get caught up. So you would rather, instead of working the plan that's for you, is just be envious of everything that's already been done in their life yeah, or it, their yard. It almost feels like they got lucky or they knew a shortcut or that, you know, I mean, if we want to keep going with the yard thing, I mean, my man is out there working on his yard like every other day, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm out there like once a month. <laughs> well, or two, like think about you, you see his yard from across the street, but when he's mowing that grass, know that there are potholes that you can't see in the length of his grass. Yeah. And he's hitting that same spot every time he's going through you know, he's fighting through it and choosing to, to work the plan. You know, any plan will work if you work the plan. One of the things I've noticed about comparison in my own life, but I think this is true for everybody, is everybody compares up. Oh, we yeah. Ne- we never compare, you know, 360. I only ever compare where I'm not, where I'm trying to go. So I never really take time to think about the fact that I'm further along than I used to be or that there are people, you know, I guess, quote, quote unquote here, behind me. Mm-hmm. And it's not trying to be prideful and saying like, oh man, I'm glad I'm not where they are. It's just this idea that I always feel inadequate because I'm only ever comparing forward or comparing up and never really taking time to either be thankful or grateful or look back to where, to where I used to be. Because I know for my story and, and you know, a lot of what I know about your story is that, you know, we're doing okay. Yeah. Like we're, <laughs> we're doing yeah. better than we used to be doing. You know, it's a, one of the invaluable laws of learning is reflecting you know, the law of reflection to take the time and, and really think about what you've learned and what you've been through to be like, Hey, I'm better off than I was, or I'm better off than I am right now. And I'm, I've got a plan and I'm going to work it and not necessarily get, like you said, get caught up on what comparison, where other people are at. So one of the things, one of the things that you have done here at our church, uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally, I'm not sure, but is you have really motivated guys to get their health physically going through uh-huh. running or eating or different plans or different challenges. Um, so first of all, how have you done that? But then what are some of the things that you're telling guys, you know, maybe they're getting discouraged, maybe they're quitting, but we've seen a lot of guys, you know, drop pounds, get in better shape, guys quit smoking, guys start waking up early. I know there was seasons where guys were getting up at 5 a.m. texting each other, reading, like, Walk me through some of the ways that, that you've been seeing guys and people in general just take steps to improve their life. 
Well, I think you can get you can get caught up so much of like I'm I'm overweight, I'm discouraged, and you, you know, your body you, you get lethargic and you get caught in a rut. And you know, in my life, I came to a point where I had a friend challenge me and said, "Hey, I've got a group of guys." And there's just something about the power of group. You know, peer pressure works both ways. <laughs> it's right. just like a lot of scriptures. You can read a wrong one and read it the right way. And you're like, oh, I can apply it up or down, you right. know, bad or good. And, you know, and, and I had a group of guys that were really challenging me. And through that, you know, putting my body into submission and like, I'm not going to eat past nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's a win. Like, yeah, I can like, and, and it's great. Like seeing guys, especially guys that are like deciding to, work out more or stop smoking like let's replace that you know quote-unquote negative habit with something that's positive and you know and i just look at guys and i'll tell them look you know you work out you drop three pounds your wife's like he looks almost like brad pitt now you know (laughs) and it's like kind of like a joke it's just like you know challenging guys to to like we'll go through a book study or reading and when you get done with that book hey let's not be 2018 the, the year we only read two books Let's make it four. Yeah. Like, and it's not about getting caught up with like 10 or 15. Like let's set a, a goal that's achievable in the next moment. You know, I'm a big fan of getting a win early. So like every morning, like if it's, if it's 10 pushups or saying the Lord's prayer with my kids at the, at the breakfast table, like let's set the tone by getting a win early. And, and the guys around church have really grabbed onto, you know, that, that old adage, like you underestimate, you overestimate what you can get done today, but you underestimate what you can get done in five years. Preach. Cool. Let's get it. That's let's get mine. something done today. And eventually, you know, five years down the road, you're like, I'm 20 pounds lighter. I'm in the best shape of my life. And, yep. you know, God's doing amazing things. So let me end this with two quick things. Number one, book recommendation for anybody. We, we all as a team read The Compound Effect. And, and some of what we're saying has come from that. Just this idea of stacking up good decisions day after day. But the other thing I would say is when you begin to hear those voices in your head saying, telling you what you're not, remind yourself, figure out a way, a trigger to remind yourself that God has a plan for you, that God doesn't just have a plan for them. And we're not going to be envious or jealous of God's plan for them. We're going to celebrate them. But remember that God has a plan for you. And one of the things that I've had to start doing, because I wake up early and while I'm getting my day going, I'll grab my cell phone and I'll, you know look through things, scroll through things or whatever. And I was starting my day with discouragement and insecurity. And so one of the commitments that I made, I can't remember where I heard it, but I stole it from somewhere, is that I want to create before I consume. So I want to start my day by creating something, feeling that that idea or feeling that that sense of creation, creativity, whether it's writing something or getting something done before I start consuming all everybody else's story and everybody else's life. So maybe that's something you can do as well. So book recommendation, compound effect, and maybe you want to start your day creating before you consume. All right, let's end our devotion with this prayer. This is our prayer for day one. Every day we'll end with a prayer. Here's our prayer. God, when I feel like everyone else's life is good and mine is not, help me remember that you have a great plan for my life and your plan is a good plan. Let me say it one more time. God, When I feel like everyone else's life is good and mine is not, help me remember that you have a great plan for my life and your plan is a good plan.